0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Our game is like a boxing match. We, we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you've got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. Hey, you guys. This is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player. And I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and in my days. And I tell you what, go to VinciPro.com to check out real quality. Best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VinciPro.com. If you drink a you and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jarrett Rogel. And welcome everybody. This is T C R S the Coach Road Show, of course. I'm the coach Jared Robo and we are coming to you today for the first time from our brand new studios in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I had to get out of St. Louis, Missouri, move out here to Myrtle Beach. Great location. On today's show, we will be talking about the upcoming NFC Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony, which will take place a week from this Friday. And today's guest, who is on the line with me right now, will be inducted into the NFC Hall of Fame on Friday, December 9th in the Pioneer category, the head softball coach from Michigan State University, head coach Jackie Joseph. Coach, welcome in.
1: Hey, thanks. I'm sorry I couldn't join you uh, on site. That would be much better. Although I will tell you, (laughs) it's 56 degrees here today. It was 59 here yesterday. It's been unbelievably warm this fall.
0: Well I think it was about sixty five this morning when i checked uh, and that was about five thirty six o'clock so oh,
1: that's it has beautiful. been
0: uh, it has been very nice pretty uh, pretty foggy outside right now but coach, let's jump right into this a lot to get to you know when people first and a lot of times when people find out and get that call that they're going into a hall of fame and especially one is separated into categories like the NFCA Hall of fame is want to see what other, in, what other passing duckies there have been in their category and so many obviously in the NFC A Hall of Fame Pioneer category but when you look specifically at 10 coaches you have Sharon Drysdale Gail Blevins, Carol Hutchins and then your collegiate coach from Central Michigan when you look at just that group alone what comes to mind and what stands out when you look at that group
1: well, you you know when you immediately just feel like you're just not worthy. I mean, you just when you think about the people that are in the Hall of Fame, um, it it's just overwhelming. It's so um, humbling. It's all those cliches, but it's just so true. I mean, n- not in my wildest dreams. You know what I mean. And so you're just sort of blown away and uh, awestruck by it all. And um, it's just it's just really awesome because those are all people I've always looked up to. You know, when I started when I got into this conference, um, you know, in the Big Ten alone, you know, you had Linda Wells and Gail Blevins and Sharon Drysdale and then of course Carol Hutchins. And Carol's sort of our our most senior member, but I mean these are these are pretty weighty people and then um and then just the rest of it. So it's um uh, it's mind blowing really. And not all of them, of course, in the pioneer category, but all of them are in the NFCA Hall
0: of Fame. Um, Coach, we, You know, another thing that you have to look at, and, and really when you're talking about a Hall of Fame, yes, it's about what you do on the field, but one of the, biggest, one of the biggest and most satisfying things has to be that when you're put into a Hall of Fame like this, where it really is your peers putting you in, the fact that they realize that you more so have been a great mentor in converting young girls into women that can be really successful members in our society. What is what does that feel like?
1: Well that's the ultimate that's the ultimate payoff, if you will. When you choose a profession like coaching, the ultimate payoff is is watching them and, and knowing how well they're all doing in life um you know every one of your players you know goes off and and does great things and then they touch so many people and so on and it's that really is you know when you're when you're in the middle of the season and um you know you're sort of in the the thick of it you lose sight of of what really is important and in this profession for me anyway yes, we want to win every single game we play, but it really is about, you know, growing people up and watching them um, develop the skills that are necessary for successful life. No matter what they choose, they're going to have the tools and the skill set to be successful. And um, really, that's really what it it has to be about. I mean, certainly there are people who – lose sight of that in the moment and think that it is about just winning the game whatever that sport might be um but when you choose collegiate um coaching um the mission is is that is education and i don't care what anybody tells you about it's a business and it's a business and yet yada yada it's not this is a this is an industry about education, and while there are other components of it, certainly making money is important, certainly winning all your games are important. Um, that's not the mission. Those are the goals, and there, there's a difference.
0: Uh, you've already been inducted into a couple other Hall of Fame, so I'll ask you this question. The first time you were able to put HOS next to your signature, what was what was that like? And for people that may be getting inducted into a Hall of Fame in the future for the first time, what would you tell them about that? Is that when it I, really touches that, you're, that you've been inducted?
1: That this is just so silly. You're silly, okay? I would never <laughs> write HOF next to my name. I mean, that's just – you know what I mean? It's like that's just not really, you know, who I am. That would be, like, really, really odd for me, but – I when I first the first hall of fame was my high school and I will tell you it is as humbling it was as humbling then it was it was a, a, amazing and overwhelming to to get to go into your high school hall of fame when you come from an area like I come from you know um in Flint where you have the most amazing you know people and athletes have come out of that that area and that city and even my school um, so that was awesome and then to go in as a team is is even different and as special you know going in as a team at 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 my alma mater central michigan um and then this is the ultimate you know because I've chosen this life as a you choose a profession and so it's what you've dedicated your life's work to um and so it's it's really even a whole nother level, but i you know I doubt I'll ever reference it. I mean, people bring it up obviously when you you know you get paid to speak, and you know it's important that you have credibility, i guess um which is great, and my staff makes pretty good fun of it you know they they chant sometimes, which is funny when I do something but uh but it's just you know it's not what it's not why I think most people. You don't get into it hoping they're going to get something like this. This is just sort of what happens, you know, if you're just super fortunate and blessed, which I've been.
0: So 28 seasons as a head coach, entering your 29th, lots of softball in those 28 years. What moments, if you could pick a couple moments, what moments really stand out and and mean the most to you during that time?
1: Well, I think for sure, like getting that first head coaching job. I mean, I remember, you know, how many times I got no, how many interviews I went on and, and how many jobs I applied for and got no before I got that first job. You know, so you're always grateful to this. To For me, it's Bowling Green State University in Ohio, that, that first opportunity to become a head coach. And then that first championship, you know, is always special, um, you know, at Bowling Green. And then – you know, then certainly winning the Big Ten tournament up here uh, one year and going from an eighth seed to to beating Michigan and and then beating um, Northwestern and Illinois to go to a, you know to go to get into the, the NCAA's in a year you didn't think you were going to go, um, you know, and then there's like regional games, like regional NCAA games that you didn't think you were supposed, you know, you weren't supposed to win. We beat A and M, we beat Oregon. I mean. Big games like that you sort of remember. But, you know, for me, I love game day. I've always loved game day. And I think that's what's kept me in it for so long is just game day and the game. I love the game. Um, but in terms of this opportunity experience, I'm going in not so much because I've won games or lost games, but because I've always been able to see a bigger picture about where the sport could go and how we could position ourselves so that we experience success that we're experiencing now with regard to television and um, and just serving on various committees and things to position the sport um, to grow. And, um, you know, so it's really – those are also very rewarding um opportunities, you know, to get to sit on the NCAA softball committee and and to, to get to be in the room when major decisions are made about the game. You know, do you bring fences in? Do you move the mound? Do you change the ball? Do you um restructure regionals? Do you um, you know, change formats at the World Series? You know, what do you fight for and why and How much time do you spend with TV people and what can you give them to help them do their job better? You know, those are, there've been a lot of changes in our game, you know, when it comes to um, advancing and it certainly isn't one person, it's groups and tons of people. Um, You know, the rules people who change the specs on the bats, the rules people who change the specs on the ball, et cetera, et cetera. All of the things that, people love about the game today that wasn't true about the game before. Um, So those are are some of the things I really enjoyed.
0: Coach, let me ask you this to to piggyback off of that answer there. Biggest rule change over these last 29 seasons that has affected the game of softball the most on the college level?
1: Well, in the beginning, there were major fights in terms of who gets to go to regionals and how regionals are structured. And I will point to one thing that I think is the reason softball is where it is today and college baseball is where it is today and, and some of the other sports that are regional, not national. And that was a decision that said you must keep regions in regions, meaning that the Northeast needed to host a regional. and the Southwest. That combined with the absolute war that went on during the Clinton administration to add sports, specifically add softball. So let's take these two things separately. Remember, not that long ago, the SEC didn't sponsor softball, and fast pitch wasn't played anywhere south of Columbus, Ohio, on the East Coast. And really uh, east of Texas. So all of the FCC footprint didn't exist for fast pitch. You had one random team. South Carolina was the only school playing fast pitch softball. And our first executive director, the first full-time one, Ray Allison, she set out to make sure that schools added that sport specifically. And that was a full-on assault to make sure that Title Nine was defended, and that it was, uh, and that when schools realized they weren't gonna, they were gonna lose lawsuits, that they chose softball to be the sport that they added. That, and the fact that we insisted that regionals remain in regions. So, for example, we had to incentivize athletic directors wanting to invest in a sport. And they were not going to invest in a sport they didn't have access to the championship in. So if you didn't think that your team could ever make it to regionals or the College World Series, why would you invest in that sport? So those two things combined, I think really made sure that the sport remained national. Now the last I don't know how many years it was, they, the, the championships cabinet passed a rule that said, if you were a top 16 seed, you must host. You must have the opportunity to host if you bid. Uh, and that was disastrous. Um, that's been disastrous for our sport, in my opinion, because you now you have underrepresentation in regions. And that wasn't something that came from softball. That was something that came down for all sports across the board. So that's been a difficult thing. And, um, and, and frankly, as I sit here, um, I don't know where we are with reversing that decision for our sport. Because it's different if you play inside whether you play outside. That makes a massive difference in terms of, um, in terms of sports, especially in a sport like ours where we think February is spring, which is ridiculous. So anyway, those are some of the things that are always being fought and planned and plotted and designed behind the scenes by, like I said, a lot of people.
0: As I mentioned, you're going in in the pioneer category, which um, honors NFCA members who have uh, contributed to the sport through service, leadership, participation, and or coaching, and exhibits uh, high professional standards of ethics, integrity, sportsmanship, and honesty Kind of go through a little bit of those and and how those shape the way that you are as a coach.
1: Well, I think that, you know, for me, those things all came first. Like the fact that there's an award for, I think, for people that I think are just simply doing things the right way is pretty, pretty cool. I mean, it's not like I sit down and say to myself, You know, I'm going to go do some things so that I, you know, am demonstrating integrity. It's just sort of like, and you know this just from meeting people, you just are who you are. I was just super, super blessed to be born to a set of parents who were just amazing people. And I was raised in an amazing time uh, at the growth of the sport. You know, it's it's not that a lot of people don't exhibit the same things they do. It's just that I was blessed with opportunity at the ground floor. You know, it's if the coaching association was like twenty people when I got started. You know, and so sometimes people have opportunities that you get in and on a business, let's say when it's first starting. And um, you know, and that's what happened for me. I just I was in the right place at the right time with i think just a skill set that um that i was just raised with and um so that's just sort of how it evolved i mean you know there are hundreds if not thousands of people who exhibit all of the same skills um it's just sometimes you know now the you know the group is you know 5,000 people and um and that's just the members um but certainly there are you know, four times that, you know, people coaching softball at different levels. Um, But collegiately, you know, I just – I was in at the right time, right place, right time with the right mentors helping me. And, um, you know, it's just been awesome.
0: We're going to take a 30-second break. We're going to come back on the other side and get in to a little bit of a preview of how your team looks for the 2017 season, if that's all right with you, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Our game is like a boxing match. We we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're gonna give a blow but you're gonna take one and you gotta give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. Hey, you guys. This is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player. And I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and my days. And I tell you what, go to VinciPro.com to check out real quality. Best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VinciPro.com. If you drink a YooHoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here live on TCRS, the Coach Road Show, talking with Michigan State University head softball coach Jackie Joseph. And, Coach, let's talk now a little bit about your team. You know, after this fall, where do, what is the biggest improvement your team made um, this fall that is going to, you really feel, prepare them well for this coming season?
1: Well, I, I'd say I couldn't be more excited about this spring because, number one, we have so much coming back from last year's team that I thought really took a huge step um, in two categories, both on the mound and offensively. Um, we have Christina Zaleski returning um, from last year, big, strong power pitcher, hit 70 on the gun many times. Um, really came into her own the last three weeks of the season, um, you know, and and then you know we've just been able to when that season ended, you can always tell. You know, based on the reaction of your team when you lose a game that you, we thought we should have won, we lost a game where he took a two run lead into the seventh and lost to illinois um and um the kids were so devastated and um and so I think that really launched us into the summer, the way they prepared the way they came in for the fall. We have more depth on the mound. Um I think uh in addition to Z we have Bridget Rainey who made huge strides over the summer. And then we're gonna get a player back who'd been who redshirted last year as a pitcher, Valerie Calf. And then we got a freshman pitcher in from Georgia that we think very highly of. In addition to another gal that just had huge improvement over the summer. Um and she didn't pitch at all last year, a couple innings here and there. So we're deep on the mound. And I think we're strong and experienced on the mound. And then we have a tremendous amount of our offense back from last year. And then our freshman class, you know, there we can already tell that those kids are going to make a big difference. So I think like any team, you know, they're going to look to how healthy are you on opening day. You know, we've still got several question marks in terms of, you know, um, rehabilitation over the fall, summer and fall. If those kids are back and healthy and playing, I really, really like us a lot.
0: Coach, before last season you came on the show, we broke down your entire roster. Um, One of the players that I was really interested to see how she would do was, as you know, Ebony Eccles. She had a very good season, um, top 25 finalists, for, uh, for, for NFCA freshman of the year. Your expectations, what have you talked to her about coming into her sophomore season?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that kid's just, she's a stud. I mean, she is such a great player. She led the nation almost all year in triples. And I'll tell you this, Ebony Eccles broke her thumb like weekend one or two. She played hurt the entire season. She, like so many freshmen, I mean, the breaking of the thumb, you know, was just a freak accident. But she also had a non-throwing shoulder issue, and that hampered her all year. So she did all that being pretty banged up. So if Ebony Eccles is healthy, um, I think that kid is going to be, you know, certainly all Big Ten and I think has the opportunity – you know, to uh, be an All-American. I really do. She's that exciting of a player. Um, There just are not that many kids that are that explosive offensively. Um, So uh, she missed most of the fall um, with, you know, rehabilitating her shoulder, Um, her thumb is healed, which is good. So I think, you know, but Ebbs real little. You know, and when you sign these little ones and they run into the big ones, you know, physics tell us, tells us the little ones break. So, you know, hopefully she can stay, and she plays like she's big, though. I mean, the kid has got, she plays like she's, you know, six four. She just, she doesn't back down from anything. Goes in hard, goes into the stands to catch balls kind of idea. So if we can keep her healthy, I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid.
0: Oh, Coach, going back to, having a successful head coach, you also have to have a very strong solid core behind you, and you went out, picked up uh, Ashley Chastain to come in. This will be her first season up there with Michigan State. What drew you to uh, Coach Chastain to bring her up there for you?
1: Well, I I was lucky. I, I knew I've known of Ashley for years. Um, I know who she played for, so I know the coaching tree she came off of and what she was taught. Then I was also aware of just how mature beyond her years that she was through the NFCA, networking through the Coaching Association. Um, You know, it was very apparent that she was a rising star, um, in a lot of categories, not just character, which is the most important thing to me, but just her skill set and what I thought she could bring to us. You know, I felt really good about the table being set here for her um, and that she being able to come in and really put us over the top. Um, so I've known about her. You know, people think that, you know, coaching is, it's a lot of of – networking and who you know and who you keep your eye on and you're always sort of um you know planning and making sure you're always you're always in a position to attract great candidates and um you know the other thing is she was working for um a good friend of mine at College of Charleston who had been in, at um in the big tent for years and so I just was very sure about you know who her mentors were the kind of people that had helped her develop. And so then I was rock solid knowing that this was the perfect person for our program.
0: Coach, it's been great having you on the, on the show today with us. Um, Any last comments you have just reflecting on the first, on the past 28 seasons and uh, looking forward to hopefully many, many more.
1: Well, I I will say that it's it's incredibly humbling and I share this with I want to share this with so many people who you know really are deserving and um it's going to be an awesome event and I think our sport is still ripe for a lot of growth and um I'm looking forward to um the future, you know, and see what it holds. Well, coach, we
0: look forward to uh hopefully being
1: down there and, um, and being able to cover
0: your induction into the NFC Hall of Fame a week from this Friday, Saturday or uh, Friday, December 9th. Again, congratulations and uh, all the best in the future.
1: Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jared. This has been TCRS,
0: the Coach Rogue Show. Until next time, later times, everybody.